everybody and welcome to Let's Plan a Wedding. I'm Mandy. And I'm Dave. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that every couple is going to have to go through at some point or another, in some way or another. And this topic was specially requested by Michelle Foster. So thanks, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. And the topic today is photographer. Yes, indeed. Uh, one of the key parts of any wedding uh, doesn't... It, Picks or it didn't happen. Uh, it's basically the rule there. Uh, and, you know, again, it's entirely, na- you know, there, there are a lot of aspects of a wedding I think you can uh, change, alter, uh, other synonyms for change. Uh, but, you know, kind of make your own. But I, I think one of the things that almost universally everybody wants is somebody there documenting it so that you've got uh memories you know physical memories of you know your big day oh definitely i think everybody wants the pictures to look back on too if they're planning on having kids showing the kids of you know if in the case of if you're married in the 80s it's a is a rough time for fashion you pull those pictures out and share them with you know as my aunts and mom who were all married in the 80s did but you know it's funny like we ha- we have a nice family laugh about it and it's just something that i think everybody wants some part of that to look back on themselves or share with someone down the road of this was my wedding day and if nothing else a reminder of why the fad of shoulder pads really went out of style and should stay out of style yeah. that is not a good look i don't like the shoulder pads no so you know there's a lot of kind of topic or you know topics and subtopics to get to uh when it comes to your photographer and and you know potentially videographer uh things like that but we figured the the best way to kind of structure the episode would be we'll talk about our experience we have have contracted our photographer um and kind of through that we'll just go off on tangents as they kind of come up so uh, Mandy, uh, you were the one who started researching photographers a while back. Um, I guess, how did you start doing that? Well, what I started doing was I would go on The Knot and Wedding Wire and certain websites like that and see what their top rateds were. And then I would hop over to the website of the photographer I was considering and view a little bit of their sample work, read a little bit about their business, do some miscellaneous research into what I thought would be good companies versus companies that weren't for us. Mm -hmm. And then I would kind of show you the samples and say, here's the samples of this photographer. What do you think about these photos? Well, and I think, yeah, and that gets us to kind of our first tangent is before you, because, you know, you go out there, you look at any photography company or professional photographer or someone claiming to be a professional photographer and we'll get into that Uh, if you look at any of their websites obviously they're putting their best foot forward they're showing you you know the the prime pictures the things they think are really great and uh you know to a certain degree they all kind of can look the same uh unless you already know, generally speaking, the kinds of photographs you want. Um, for myself personally, I had seen enough 
of uh, you know wedding photographs from friends of mine's weddings to to say you know oh you know this person had a really cool photographer and they took some really interesting shots that I I think are you know I would want something similar and I've seen enough wedding photos where you know that's what the the bride and groom wanted and that's what the photographer did but personally that's not really the kinds of pictures that I want so so having that clear idea in your mind or as clear as you can get it of what kind of pictures are you looking for what what kind of photography are you looking for is going to help you then when you go to each of these sites kind of determine if if this particular photographer or photography company is right for you and i think you are a little bit more particular about the kind of photos yeah than i am i imagine that I just, me being particular about something what? i just want them to look nice I didn't really put as much thought into it as you did. Well, and actually, th- this is good, though, because the last couple episodes were uh, topics that, you know, I was pretty, uh, you know, on the fence about. I just didn't really have a strong opinion about them one way or the other, and you did. Uh, this is the, the, the flip side of it. I felt much more strongly about the type of photos we want or I wanted from the wedding. Uh, and yeah, I don't think you you were too locked into anything. I was very not particular. Like I said, I just wanted an outcome for them to look nice. Mm-hmm. If we got a bunch of classic shots of what apparently is your least favorite picture. People standing um, in front of stuff? Yep. And that was a lot of pictures that I saw and I was like, oh, that looks nice. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, to give you, to use ourselves as the example, or at least myself as the example, uh, the, the, the pictures uh, from, from wedding photography, like, that I, I really don't like. And again, I'm going to exclude from this uh, broad generalization all, all the kind of, like, family group shots like you're gonna do that there are some standard stable shots in which i think you're gonna need it's gonna be you and your parents mid you know mid shot you know wait like basically mid chest up standing looking good in your dress tuxedo whatever i think Um, there's another one of us probably cutting the cake or standing in front of the cake gonna be a standard shot you there there's only so many ways you can make that creative uh, and I have no problem with those. Those are the, those par for the course. They they come with the the deal. Uh, it's all the other photos, uh, the photos of the, the the wedding itself, the you know the ceremony, uh, the reception, things like that, where you start to again. I have a, 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 an aversion to pictures of people just standing in front of stuff. Like again, very a bu- a row of people looking at the camera just standing there uh i hate those pictures so much i think uh, you really just wanted to go with more of a dynamic creative well the, maybe different sort of route the the word i i kept using was yeah dynamism i, I like uh more interesting angles i like candid shots i don't again i don't really i would like the bulk of our reception photos to be people doing things and not necessarily looking at the camera not even realizing that the camera is taking a picture of them i find those pictures to be able to convey a lot more of the um emotion of what's going on 
as well as just being much more interesting to look at. Uh, and so, you know, knowing that and, and being interested in that, and then again, you know, also for beyond the standard photos of, uh, of you and me, you know, if we're, if we're ever going to take one of our wedding photos and, you know, get it blown up and hang it on the wall, I'd like it to be something kind of interesting rather than just you and me standing like American Gothic, uh, you know, might as well grab a pitchfork. I was just going to say that's actually going to be our number one wedding shot. <laughs> I'm bringing a pitchfork with me and we're going to go stand outside so we're nice and cold and drab. Well, I assumed a pitchfork at a wedding was some sort of weird Polish tradition. Uh, <sighs> yeah. That got deep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I, I was looking for something, again, with a little more... And again, sorry to keep repeating the word, and, and we'll get into to, to that in a minute, but yeah, with a little more of a dynamic quality to it. And, and having that in, in my mind, as Mandy was showing me different photographers, we'd kind of flip through their, the, the photos that they would had available online, and we were able to exclude, what, maybe two or three of them? Well, I think basically what we were doing is I was looking into the business and deciding if I thought they might be a possible match, mm -hmm. and then we'd go through the artwork. Yeah. So it gave me an opportunity to kind of learn by doing that that the pictures that you were looking for, because mm -hmm. like I said, I was very much less specific yeah. on it than you were. I know there's things I don't want, like I don't understand the getting ready shots. Yeah. So I want to, I mean, a few I get. It's you and your bridesmaids, and you're having a nice well, little time moment hanging out together. So certain shots for that, I'm great with. But an entire hour or two of us <laughs> sitting around in our robes doing hair and makeup, well, it's that's one of, unnecessary. It's one of those where, like, I've seen getting ready shots, which are really cool and really, like, just in a single picture kind of tell a story about the day and are really well composed and put together. But, yeah, most of them are just, like, sitting there, you know, with somebody doing your hair. Or I, sit, sitting there trying not to uh, ruin your makeup by sneaking appetizers. Well, I was just going to say, I pictured me and the girls getting ready with, like, a pizza in the room. <laughs> and we're drinking something that's probably we shouldn't be. And we're just sitting there eating pizza. And there's these pictures. It looks more like a poker game than mm. getting ready for a wedding. Uh, and, and, yeah, it's you know knowing that like you don't really want that and yeah if when we talk to our photographer if a cool shot just kind of seems to be happening sure take a few pictures of it i know what the other one was man do wedding photographers seem to all they they all seem to be in love with the idea of several different pictures of inanimate objects I think there is a certain standard pro quo of the inanimate object pictures. It's like the two wedding bands on the heel of the bridal shoe. Saw that one a lot. Uh, the dress on a hanger. Um, Sometimes next to the tux. Yeah, next to the tux on a hanger. Uh, like just a picture of the centerpiece on the table or, or stuff like that. And, and again, no judgments out there, people. If you if you love those shots, like, good for you. But that was, 
that that was one where I think both of us were like, why are you taking a picture of that? I particularly don't like the inanimate objects, yeah. but again, it's it's all subjective, people. Yeah, I mean, you're you're paying for your photographer. You have them take pictures or whatever. And you I want. think there is a certain classic look to some of those, hmm. and I think some of them like the dress next to the tux. Maybe we take that and make that a thank you card. Hmm. I mean, they can be used for some cute ideas, but me personally, I don't. I don't need the pictures of the inanimate objects. Yeah, like you know, we don't need. We I think we both felt like yeah, we don't really need a picture of the dress on a hanger because we have the dress and the there's going to be a lot of pictures of you actually wearing the dress, which are the more important pictures. At least again to us, uh, you know, we've we've hit on this just about every episode. It. it it's your wedding. It's very like, personal like, to how you feel about it, things. Again, if you love those kind of pictures, go for it. That's it's they're your photos. But yeah, for us, uh, that was that was one that we we were both pretty pretty well set on. Like, no, we don't we don't need those. Um, and we did spend a good time of going through pictures at one point for mm-hmm. you to look at and say, I like this one. I don't like this one. And we've done that quite a few times, actually. Yeah. And, the different stages. And so, you know, through through going through each of the, the uh, websites, portfolios, we finally landed on, on uh, one company who's, at least their online portfolio, just looked fantastic. Their online portfolio was great. They were rated very high on, I believe it was The Knot. Yep. But, uh, however... Uh, I, I guess not very, but relative. They were rated relatively low on Yelp, which is a kind of a side tangent. I just wanted to get off on is is reminding people that out there that yeah, you always want to check Yelp because again, that's where people you know go to complain. And if you get eighty people all saying the exact same thing, that, then that's it, a pattern. It might be a shortfall to the company. But you got to be careful with Yelp because you got to remember. Who is taking the time? Generally speaking, uh, there are some dedicated Yelp reviewers out there who just like doing it. But generally speaking, who is taking the time to go onto Yelp? And and it is uh, disproportionately tends to be people with a gripe. Um, so you can you can oftentimes go on Yelp and, and see bad review, bad review, bad review, and you're like, oh man, this company must be terrible. And then you know you talk to somebody who used them, and they're like, no, it was great because typically if if you use a company or go to a restaurant or or anything covered under a Yelp review and have a perfectly adequate time, or even a slightly better than average time. Most people who, who experience that are not going to take the time to go write a Yelp review saying, you know, hey, four and a half stars. Like, most Yelp reviews are either people who had such an amazing experience that they feel the need to share, or it's people who had such a bad experience that they feel the need to share. And so you get, we tend to get on Yelp really the two far extremes and nothing in the middle. And I think that's true. You do lose a certain aspect of the mediocre. Yeah, or not even mediocre, but... The, satisfactory. The, the satisfactory, that's per. Yeah, it's... Satisfactory to good? Yeah. Like, we had a good time, sure. 
But we're not going to go home and write a Yelp review about it. No, because, you know, we expected to have a good time. We had a good time. Cool. And we're moving on with our lives. Even the opposite. Like, I don't, I don't Yelp. Very rarely do I. Well, but again, I, I do, I don't do it nearly as often as I should, but, um, I do read the reviews. I check Yelp. Yeah, when I'm looking at a new place. And again, it's just always important to kind of keep that in mind is that Yelp, there, there is a, a silent bias to Yelp in that, again, you don't get the, that the peak of the bell curve where most reviews are going to be. You get the very bad and the very good, and that's kind of it. You get a lot of five stars, a lot of one stars. Not many people out there giving three and four star reviews. You know, and again, it depends. But, um, yeah, if you're going to check anything, as you're planning your wedding, if you're going to check anything out on Yelp, like, certainly do that because it can be helpful. But kind of keep that in mind. There are some websites and organizations out there, like, specifically online stuff for brides to join. Mm -hmm. And I'll look up some of the ones I used and we'll put them out there for you guys. But that's also a good place to go and check things. As I said, the biggest one is The Knot. I think most people are familiar with that one. But it offered good discussions mm -hmm. of, you know, yes, there's some bad Yelp reviews, but what are the well, brides on the website saying about them? Well, and I think on sites like The Knot, you're getting a, a, a slightly more accurate picture just because it is, you know, uh, brides and I'm sure probably a few grooms uh, who you know, have already gotten married, who then want to share their experience, just like, you know, deciding to do a podcast about it, with other people who are about to get married, um, you know, to kind of help them out. And so I would imagine on The Knot, you're more likely to get those kind of, yeah, the satisfactory to good reviews. Some more middle ground. Rather than a, a full excellent or a full terrible. So hopefully we made a good choice here because there certainly seems to be people out there who love our photographer and people out there who don't have great things to say about them. Yeah. But we decided that we like them as a company. Well, and we like their photos, which, I mean, at the end of the day, that's really what you got to make the decision on. That's what you're paying them to do is to take pictures. Um everything else is kind of peripheral right uh which I, I guess gets us yeah onto um another i think good tip to remember is, is that is that um photographer professional photographers photography companies who are made up of photographers you know a photography company is typically a a handful of professional photographers who got together to decide to go into business with each other. Um, the education, the training, the experience, and, and the skill set that makes somebody a good photographer doesn't necessarily make them a super great businessman. Uh, you know, they're just two completely different skill sets. Uh, it also doesn't necessarily make them uh, super charming. Uh, again, our the the guy we dealt with through ours uh, initially was phenomenal. He's a great salesman, but it's you know just kind of a, a reminder if you if you're talking to the photography company and and they're they're not giving you 
the slickest pitch in the world on their skills, always kind of circle back and see what the photographs look like that they had taken in the past. Because again, the the skills and ability it takes to be a good photographer don't necessarily make you a great you know pitch man or salesperson. Uh, it still doesn't make it still means they're a really good photographer, and at the end of the day, that's really what you're paying for is the photos and that's why i that's one of the things i liked about the way that the company we went with did it mm. because they had salespeople, photographers so we did get a nice pitch i guess you could say yeah. for what they have to offer but then also got to meet our photographer separately to see what her work was like and through that salesperson and what we were looking for he matched us up with a photographer that he thought would be a good choice for us mm-hmm and again, that was that was one of the things I really liked about. Uh, by the way, I don't think we've mentioned it yet. We we went with a company called uh, TWA. It's short for Thomas Whalen Associates. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like I say, the the portfolio they had online was good. the The sales pitch from the guy we talked to, uh, whose name was Eddie, was phenomenal. He was a great sales guy. He, he did a good job, and you know, uh, not really, you know, really just pitching what they had to offer you you not 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 all that or not too much shinola on the whole thing it was you know it was a legit pitch but he was very good at kind of laying out the reasons why we would want to go with twa um which again i'm i'm very happy with the the decision uh you know we've had some uh points in the process where we had to kind of say well stop let's We'll see how this works, but overall, I they're they've been a great company to to deal with. I think there was a few things about specifically the contract that we didn't necessarily agree with. Yeah, and they were we uh, went through when they sent us the contract. Uh, we went through with them, or you know, it, yeah, we, we Mandy and I went through the contract. We kind of highlighted the stuff we weren't really pleased with and made a counter offer on the contract back to uh, TWA and they they made the changes we were asking for. They negotiated. Yeah, Some it, of them, it they was a negotiation com- they, they didn't completely concede, but we got to a happy middle ground where we were getting what we wanted and they were getting what they wanted, which I will say, you know, when, when dealing with whether it's a photographer or anything, uh, they're going to hand you a standard contract. Uh, I would keep in mind that you don't necessarily have to accept that. You can negotiate with them on that. Well, I was just going to say, I think that in a lot of this stuff, it's very important to thoroughly read through your contracts. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not, some of it's hard to understand, and some of it is not the easiest read. Mm. But even, I mean, most companies, especially since in a lot of these cases, you're handing them a decent amount of money. Yeah. I think most cases, the businesses would be okay with giving you you know, 24, 48, up to three days even, Mm -hmm. if you wanted to consult someone and say, and that's perfectly, I mean, I've done that to where I didn't necessarily understand something and I've gone out and had someone explain it to me and say, oh yeah, okay, that's perfectly normal or, oh no, I don't agree with that at all. Mm -hmm. So I think going through your contract very, very tediously is important in a lot of this stuff. Oh yeah, well, and, and again, remembering that let's say some of the some of the contracts through you know the the vendors for the wedding they're not written to to specifically screw you over 
they're, they're not. But what they are done, the, the legal team that works for the vendor writes these contracts to protect the vendor. Uh, because, you know, if you're a photography company and you show up at when you, when you were supposed to and you take all the photographs that the bride and groom directed you to and then you provide them with those photographs and for whatever reason the bride and groom decide they hate all of them. Uh, you need to be protected from them suing you. Like, you did your job. You, you, you fulfilled your, as the photographer, you fulfilled your end of the contract. And when it comes down to a matter of, of taste or preference, you can't, you and by extension your company can't be held liable. So again, the contract's designed to, to protect the photographer and the photography company, or really, again, any vendor uh, of, of any part of the wedding. It's designed to protect them, which is fine. However, some of these contracts only protect the vendor and not the customer. And and again, we saw a few issues like that in our contract. We, we made a counter. Uh, you know, we requested certain changes be made. Uh, not all of them were made, but enough of them where we felt we were being protected as well. We feel more comfortable with the contract. Yeah. And and again, they were very accommodating, got back to us in, I don't know, a couple days. Pretty quickly yeah. in the grand scheme of business, yes. But always remember, like, you don't just have to accept the contract they give you. And if they try to tell you you have to accept the contract they give you, maybe you want to go with a different vendor. I was going to say, if that's the case, then that's not any vendor of any kind that you ever want to be signing with. If yeah. a company is that unnegotiable, they don't. They don't deserve your business. No, and you can find plenty of businesses out there who will, you know, again, they're not going to give you everything. They'll negotiate, but they will bend on their contract if it's going to help protect you as the customer and help you feel more comfortable writing them, in some cases, a very sizable check. Um, so, again, yeah, like I say, keep kind of keep that in mind. So, with TWA, or I'm sorry, you have something else on that? Okay. Uh, with TWA, yeah, we went out, we met with Eddie, he gave us the pitch, it was very impressive, we were pretty happy with it, um, and so, yeah, we, we went through the contracting process, uh, locked them in, and then, I don't know if this is necessarily standard, Eddie kind of made it seem like it wasn't, but, you know, again, he's also giving us a sales pitch, so I, I'm not going to begrudge him if he's highlighting things that are are standard to make them uh, make their their package look really good but uh, they they were big on pairing us up with a photographer and then having us meet that photographer to see if it was a good fit uh, which I liked a lot that I, was one of the things I did like about them so I believe we had up to three vetoes yeah. Of which if we met our photographer and just for one reason or another absolutely did not like them, mm -hmm. we could simply go back to Eddie or his associate team and say, no, I'd like to meet another photographer. And there there was no question or they would just try to find someone else that they thought you were a yeah. good match for. And yeah, they'd let you do that three times. And at that point, they're going to kind of be like, well, come on, man. Uh, which is understandable. Right. And so, uh, yeah, if you weeks after signing the contract uh we met up with laura uh our photographer who uh i it, 
again, weird, non-important tangent, but I, I really think TWA has some sort of side contract with Panera Bread because when when Eddie was saying, like, yeah, you can meet up with your photographer, like at a Panera, I'm like, okay, well, that's oddly specific. And then when we contacted Laura, she's like, yeah, we can meet up somewhere, like a Panera. And I'm like, do do they get, like, a, a, an advertising thing for Panera? I, I, but in our case, with where she was coming from and where we were coming from, Panera was actually a really nice meet-in-the-middle spot. Yeah, no, it was fine. But they, they just seemed very insistent on meeting at a Panera. I don't know if they just all really like Panera or, again, if they have some weird side contract where Panera kicks them some money to have all their meetings. There. Well, I do get why you would want to meet in a public place. Yeah, well, but it no, was that, funny that it was both both situations were specifically yeah. we will meet you at Panera. Like, I, is is our wedding going to be sponsored by Panera? Which I was really okay with the Panera meeting because I hadn't eaten and I got a salad because <laughs> I was really hungry. So, but I I like I like that we got to sit down with her. Uh, the one thing I will say is, I, yeah, I if if that's not something you're photography company that you're going through does standard i'd insist on it uh it gives you a nice an opportunity prior to the wedding to kind of uh get get into the same headspace with your photographer and kind of get onto an understanding of what you want i agree with you in that if it's a larger company that's how they should absolutely do it Mm -hmm. but i think in some of these cases the photography companies are smaller to where it's, I mean, you should still meet your photographer either way. Yeah, well, no, yeah, even if it was a small company, like even if we didn't have the option to veto, they're like, well, it's, it's your photographer is e- this. Person. It's either Jimmy or Brian, like you, you know, one or the other. I'd still meet with them. So oh, that, absolutely. So that you can talk to them about again what it is you want. Make sure they understand what it is you want because you know, come the day of the wedding, yeah, you'll be, you might hey oh can you take a shot of us from over there but generally speaking you and i are going to be kind of busy uh through a lot of it especially you know like the ceremony so we're not going to be able to necessarily be the director of photography for our own wedding you're paying and trusting the photographer to do that for you i was going to say laura left me with the feeling that if we give her a ballpark Mm-hmm. of what we're looking for and she asked us to put together a portfolio of pictures that we liked she sent us some of her work yep so that we could look and, through it and, that's and another, give her suggestions and that's another thing definitely um if you do insist on meeting with your photographer and you meet with them and they don't bring a portfolio of their work ask for one because they'll give it to you it's Absolutely. not it's not a big deal but if they don't automatically bring it, ask for it because that's really the best. Like you know, you can talk to somebody and and get a lot of north south from them on, on head nods. But like, until you see the kinds of pictures they typically take, you don't really know what kind of photographer they are. Plus, you're always kind of at a, or at least I always felt that you know, in in talking about this with either Eddie or Laura, I'm. I'm coming at it at with a bit of a disadvantage because they are professional photographers and i am not and even though i know what i want in my head i i am sure that in the profession of photography there is jargon for what i want the problem is 
I don't know what that jargon is. If I did, I could like say like three words to Laura and she'd be like, oh yeah, like that. Okay. But unless you are a professional photographer yourself, you probably don't know what those words are. And I still don't know what those words are. So I think it then becomes easier of having something you have in mind and saying, I like this shot. Well, and like what we wound up doing where she gave us a portfolio of her work. We picked out photos from it that we liked. And then we also sent her other photos that she had not taken that we had found either on the TWA website or just in a Google search. Because again, not knowing those three magic words that would perfectly convey to a professional in the photography business what it is we're looking for, we're left to, you know, basically caveman tactics of, you know, pointing at things like this picture, this is what I want. Um, and so, yeah, if you're having trouble or if you're not a hundred percent sure that you've conveyed what you want to your photographer, I definitely just, again, go through, find pictures that you're like, yeah, like, like that, not necessarily that exactly, but like that and provide the photographer with that because they'll be able to look at that and go, okay, what he's looking for is an 80 millimeter. What's it's on a thing with, again, I, I don't Professional know Professional fake talk brought to you by Dave. Yeah, I don't know the jargon. So, but yeah, if you can't verbalize it, just, yeah, show them pictures. They're, they're photographers. They, they can look at a picture and know what's going on there. Absolutely. And I think in doing that, it was a good exercise because I found a lot of pictures that I would not have thought of. There were ones that I saw that I absolutely fell in love with. Like one of the ones where the bride is standing in front of her bridesmaids and they're all holding a sign of how they met. Yeah, that was that absolutely was adorable. So I'm stealing it. It'll be mine. <laughs> There's no such thing as plagiarism in weddings. Everything's up for grabs. Uh, so yeah, so, you know, that was our dealings with with Laura and again I I wound up leaving that meeting feeling pretty comfortable I think she's gonna do good I yeah. liked her work and I think that it once we steer her on a good path of this is what we like these are key members of our family mm -hmm. I believe that she's gonna do good yeah she's got a nice even keel personality too yeah she seemed pretty pretty mellow which is which is nice I like that that's what you want I like that in people uh, so yeah then I guess that then, of course, you know, we have to get around to cost. Uh, and, and what we kind of found is there are different costs depending on, you know, surprise, surprise, depending on what you want. Uh, ranging from the very cheap to the very expensive. Uh, for what we were looking for, and, and yeah, the, the costs, at least as we were going through all the websites, seemed to kind of instead of being a smooth trend line they're bracketed and it's bracketed kind of based on what you're looking oh, for. i agree with that because it seems like the types of photographers we looked at fell within those brackets like you know there's there there are some very low end price-wise photographers now um talking to some people you know if you if you see someone at because really anyone can claim to be a photographer there's not like a, a degree you have to necessarily have to say, I'm a professional photographer. Basically, you just need a camera um, and a good sales pitch. And with these days, everyone has a camera. Yeah. And so 
you know, you can't, you, you may find somebody advertising like, hey, yeah, wedding photographer for 500 bucks and, and a meal. And that's, that can be a really good deal. Um, what you may get, not necessarily, but what you may wind up getting for that $500 is like a 19-year-old kid with his iPhone taking pictures of your wedding. And I don't know, maybe he's a natural talent. And, and with, you know, the iPhone camera's pretty good. So maybe you do wind up getting great pictures out of that. But, a- again, the you got to be careful because, again, being a professional photographer is, is something that few people are, but almost anybody can claim to be. Uh, and so you got to be a little mindful of, of that and make sure you're getting what it is you want. If photographs aren't all that important to you, then yeah, maybe you go with the kid in his iPhone and and you know roll the dice that he he happens to be pretty good. Or not even that. You go with maybe someone from like the middle bracket. Yeah. In which we found, which were perfectly credible photographers. Mm-hmm. They had a very classic feel to them. People they, standing in front of stuff. Which is not for you, no. but may be someone else's ideal yeah. portfolio. Well, we we saw one where they clearly. Just really wanted people standing in front of stuff. So, but I think those fell in a little bit. I think we're paying a little bit more on the high end for a to- for a photographer. Yeah. Well, and again, we've we've kind of saved on other things because we, we felt that the photo- the photographs were pretty important, even though you didn't necessarily have an opinion on uh, the types of photographs you wanted. I know you were very much in agreement with me that. The photos are an important part of the wedding to us. Oh, absolutely. And I think that when we figured things out and budgeted and prioritized, we, we, in, under, we understood that we were both, we were going to pay a little bit more for yeah, a photographer. We are going to go a little up on the photos because, and again, we're able to do that because mainly because we're saving on a few other things. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, for the type of photographers that, that we were kind of circling around, that we're taking... Uh, you know, taking the kinds of photographs that, that we really liked, uh, you were really stuck into, you know, kind of a bracket where it didn't really matter which one you went to. They all kind of had the same price. Well, I think we found a few that were actually higher. Yeah, no, we were, as far as the... We're lower on the high end. The, the bracket that we're in, we're at the low end of it. But, like, there wasn't a lot of give. It was everybody's price was kind of circling the same number and you it really just came down to who who gave us more of a warm fuzzy and less about oh well if we go with this guy we can save like you know 400 bucks Oh, absolutely and i think we're paying a little bit more for the way the package is set up which Mm -hmm. i prefer to a standardized package yeah because i think some of those mid-bracket type photographers you got a standard package yeah which again there's nothing wrong with that you know, you, you know what you're getting. You know what you're in for. We left it a little more open-ended of, we know we have to purchase a wedding book. We can purchase additional things. But the wedding book isn't set. There's no standardized spot we've picked already. We mm-hmm. haven't said, we want our wedding book to have a thousand pictures in it. Yeah. And that's the book we're going with and, you know, fill it out. What we've given us a little bit more of... Maybe there is just, we like every picture. 
We want every picture in a giant wedding book. Mm-hmm. So we have no commitment to price. We can, as long as we're purchasing a book, we can go with the smaller end of a book. Or, or we can disguise the limit with the book. Yep. Which no, obviously we, affects the pricing on it, but... But, it, that again, that option exists. Whereas, you know, with some of these companies, it's... And, and again, that's another important thing to remember is when you go through a photographer and they quote you a price, just clarify because some of the companies do it differently. But there is a, there's, uh, in, in, a in a lot of them, there is a price that they're going to quote you. And that is the price to get the photographer to show up at your wedding. Then you're committed to buying a wedding album from them. Or a package or, or a package. something. Which is a separate price and I think that which you then pay later and I think that that can be unclarified sometimes yeah and I know that it's not that they weren't clear about it but we asked them a couple different things just to verify that we were understanding X price is to retain a photographer Mm -hmm. other price is to purchase for photos and And some of them are rolled into lump sums to where you're paying let's say $2,000 flat. That's for the photographer to show up, that's for your time bracket, that's for your standardized picture package you've picked, that's your flat rate. Mm -hmm. And so just when you're talking to potential photographers, just make sure that they clarify that to you. Is is this an all-in-one price to include any, you know, printouts, wedding albums, whatever, or is this just the price to get the photographer to show up to the wedding? Because again, depending on the company, depending on how they do things, and I don't know if one's really better than the other, it can be different. And and you know, to prevent yourself from getting kind of surprised by like, okay, well we you know, we wrote the check, the photographer showed up, uh, they sent us the pictures, we picked out what we want in the album, the album showed up, but it showed up with a bill. Or they're saying we now owe them an additional thousand yeah. dollars for this. Yeah, so just make sure to clarify that. Like I say, it's it's not they're not scamming you. It's just different companies structure their package different ways. As a consumer, just make sure that you understand what is my payment getting me. And yeah. I think that's important for dealing with a lot of these vendors. What does my payment include? Yeah. And then I know one thing that um we really liked about TWA, and and one of the reason, uh, what yet another reason I was comfortable spending a little bit more on the photographer, and and again, the, you know, this is made out to be unique. Uh, I don't know, maybe maybe Eddie just made a good sales pitch on that one, uh, but it did seem like not every photographer does this. Is that with with TWA, once we've purchased our wedding album that we're obligated to through the contract. They provide us with all the digital files. They don't keep the copyright on them, which is apparently something that some companies do is that their photographer took the pictures of you. Therefore those pictures are the, the artwork of the photographer rather than your property as pictures of you. I think they do somewhere in there reserve the right for if they want to use you for sample photos yeah, or that, portfolios or that anything was like that. The, for, for TWA, that was the only 
stipulation is if they if Laura winds up taking just an epic shot of us, they do get to use it in their advertising, uh, which is I, I'm that's, okay with. That's fair. I'm okay you know, with. I get that. But yeah, apparently some companies. Uh, they take your pictures. They show you the like the sample pages you pick you pick out. But if you ever want a physical copy of any of those pictures, you have to buy it through them because they hold the copyright to the pictures. Or they'll hold them for a certain time period. Yeah, and so you know, hey, if if that's not important to you, don't worry about it. But that's another thing you may want to clarify with any photographer you wind up talking to is their policy on digital proofs yeah because like i say we will wind up getting all of the digital images of every picture they take um after a fairly short period of time uh and then we can kind of do with them what we want and i think that was something that was important to us because all of the photographers that we potentially were thinking about going with offer that yeah uh so again something to keep in mind uh also make sure to look at what you're getting for as far as time Uh, i know twas uh one one of the other things we liked about them was the the time allotment that we get the photographer for is pretty generous we get what 12 hours 12 hours with one photographer and i believe four to six hours with with, with a second one backing them up and so the four hour block where the second photographer is there that's going to be like the reception and the wedding the ceremony itself because it's really when you want two photographers to make sure they're capturing every angle they can uh yeah, with 12 hours, I, you know, we were talking about it in kind of planning out the, the minute-by-minute schedule for the wedding day itself. It's like, we're going to wind up having Laura for probably two to three hours more than we need her. Like, I think at some point we might just tell her to, like, go grab a bite to eat or something. Well, we had talked about that. Obviously, we're providing her meal yeah. through dinner. But I think we had both kind of talked about that of if we feel we have a lot of shots and it's to the last hour or two of probably the last hour of the reception where everyone's kind of drunk getting a little possibly percolating a little bit to the point where they may get a little sloppy so i think that at that point we could just you know thanks thanks (laughs) you could go (laughs) i don't need a lot of pictures of friends and family throwing up into garbage cans like i'm good I hope no one does that, but if, well, depending on the person, I would probably I, want a picture of that. I will put money, at least two. I think? Yeah. And we can take bets on who, off off mic, but, uh, oh yeah, I'll, we, we could start like a March Madness bracket for that. Uh, so yeah, now, uh, getting around, when, when Michelle asked us the question, she, she asked a very specific one. Which was, uh, which we actually did consider specifically when we were um, looking at photography package and photographers, which was uh, photographer versus videographer. Or both. Or both. And uh, we landed on just photographer, but not, that, that's, it's one of those where you know, in, in kind of deliberating on it, we, you know, we, we talked to people like, like your cousin Ashley, who is, she had gone with a videographer 
and she is so happy she did. Um, Absolutely. Because, you know, by videotaping the, the, her entire wedding, she was able to get video of, you know, her father giving a speech. Her father has since passed away. And so that is a memory that she now has in, in you know, not just a picture, but a full video. She can hear him speak. She yeah. can well, kind of... And, and her, her uh, son now can hear him speak. Absolutely. So I think that that was something that did kind of weigh on me. Because mm-hmm. I know we went back and forth with it a couple and, times. And, and I think, my yeah, my thing was I wasn't really you know big on the idea of having a videographer but i certainly wasn't opposed to it like if you had decided you really wanted one if you were really dead set on that i was more than happy and i think the problem was is i and i'm still even a little bit Mm. i'm i'm not sure which route i really would like to go i'm leaning towards no videographer Mm. it's better for the budget in the long run yeah because it is an additional it is an additional expense because Obviously, if you do have the videographer, you're still going to want the photographer. Yeah. Because you're still going to want those picturesque, just still shots, ones that you can hang on the wall. So it's basically in addition to, it is an extra cost. And I'm trying to kind of work it out as to, does that extra cost justify me having this? Is this something that I will use? Or is this something that I'm going to pay for and it's going to sit in a drawer never viewed at some point uh you know in the future we might pull it out and watch parts of it but again even that i to to me and and this may just be personal preference i think and and again i'm guessing into the future uh not necessarily knowing this to be the case but i think if i if i really felt like reminiscing about our, our wedding um, flipping through the wedding album would be enough to, to bring back all the memories and stuff like that. Again, I'm not, you know, uh, enthusiastically in favor of having a videographer for that reason. But again, at the same time, I'm not really opposed to it either. Like, again, if you woke up, you know, tomorrow morning and and said, no, we need a videographer. I'd be okay with that. Well, I do think there's plus points to it. Yeah. I mean, there are, like you said, you you capture these special moments of people that may not be around forever. Yeah. You capture even, like, there's, um, in my cousin's joy of her wedding video, there's a moment of our grand my grandparents dancing together. Mm-hmm. And it's a very beautiful moment that was captured in video and you got it forever now absolutely but at that same token if i have these sure maybe they'll get watched but i'm more concerned with the type of person that i am that it's going to sit in a drawer on some form of technology <laughs> and that eventually i mean let's let's face it how often can my mom play her vhs wedding video yeah no again she, we we could convert that you convert it but then you're going through like are these steps I'm going to take yeah. to or, ensure that this or, stays? Or is it a disc that sits in a box and just collects <laughs> dust? One day when we're dead, someone searching out our house and go, looks at the DVD and goes, what is that? Yeah, what is a DVD? A DVD? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, so, yeah, it, you know, it, 
to, you know, Michelle, uh, I, I wish we could give you a more solid answer on that. But it, like most things, it comes down to to what's important to you. What do you, what do you want? And and again, if you're the type of person who thinks that like, no, I'd probably break this thing out once a year on our wedding anniversary and watch it, then yeah, pay for that videographer because being able to do that and have that that full video of your wedding again if you're the type of person who would regularly watch it then of course it's worth the money oh absolutely and if that's your persona to where you i guess the question to ask yourself is am i going to get use out of this yeah and think about that question am i going to watch this say on our anniversary am i going to break this out and say let's relive our wedding again Mm -hmm. do we think that there are going to be children in the future we're going to want to say hey do you want to watch mom and dad get married do you want to see what grandma looked like then you know things like that so that definitely becomes a factor to it oh yeah so again it's it's a hard toss-up it really is but i think in me personally answering those questions i'm leaning towards i don't think we're going with a video of the wedding yeah and i know like we still have time because we could we could up till pretty pretty late in the game we could I'd, amend our package i'd have to check the contract to see when we would have to contact them well and, and when the deadline is for letting them know if we do need a, a videographer because that's another person yeah that they're gonna have to that, send that they have to book and everything although again i want to say it's it's fairly close to the wedding because uh, you know they're more than happy to accommodate us spending more money with them oh absolutely they're pretty rigid if we if we want to reduce our package but if we want to add to it and and they've got people available i'm sure they'd accommodate us uh so i mean we we may yet wind up going with a videographer um i think really it's going to be more of a you decision than than a me one um, and I am still somewhat mulling it over because, again, like I would hate to miss treasured moments yeah. that I would end up using by just saying, no, it's not in the budget. Yeah. We're done. Because I don't really want to think like that. But again, if it's not something I'm going to use, I don't want to spend the extra money on it. Yeah. It, yeah. And I've gotten very mixed reviews from people. Of I've gotten the ladies that say, I haven't watched my wedding video in over five years. And <laughs> then I have other people like my cousin who are like oh no we watch it all the time like joey loves it yeah and and again i think it depends on um the kind of person you are and and you know whether or not you you really think you would regularly uh watch that video and if you if you are awesome spend the money because you're gonna, you're if you're watching it every year on your anniversary or really whenever, like you're gonna get your money's worth out of it over you know 10, 20, hopefully thirty years. Um, if you don't really think you're, you know, if it if it'd be neat to have, but you don't know if you would necessarily really sit down and watch the whole thing or even clips of it. Then it's probably just not worth the spending money. The question that I keep asking myself is: Is this something that's just going to end up in my junk drawer next to the frog keychain, <laughs> sitting there, <laughs> collecting dust that I look at and go, "Oh yeah, that was." I cool. should watch that, and then I don't. But again, that's based on my personality, and so in looking at the wedding videos, I did stumble across this kind of interesting sort of genre for your wedding video 
if you want to make your wedding video like a movie, there's places out there that will do it. And I mean, I'm not talking mm. like your wedding's telling a story. I'm talking about like the one that I sample watched. It was two people in a boat on a pond <laughs> talking to each other. It cut into them walking down the aisle. It was, I thought it was personally crazy. I'm sure it's pretty expensive because you're basically making a mini movie as opposed to just an actual filmage. So it, I don't think that's my, my it, thing. It seems really kind of bougie to me. But it sounds like you know, somebody who who went to film school and and just didn't make it in Hollywood. So they came back and they're like, Well, I still have the, the eye of a professional movie maker, but I need to pay rent. So uh, I'm going to do weddings, but I, I want to do weddings like Scorsese, apparently. Uh, which, I don't know, I guess that could be cool. I mean, it was, it's one of those things that I looked at and thought, huh, that could be really fun. Mm-hmm. But then had the instantaneous follow-up thought of, I'm not paying for that, though. Well, and, and I think it comes down, like, no, honestly, like... Uh, joking aside, that sounds like a cool idea, and I'm sure it would be, you know, pretty slickly produced and and look interesting, and might actually compel you to watch it more often. I was just gonna than, say it may make your wedding video more interesting that you do get more use out of it. Yeah, but really, it depends on the price tag because, like, kitsch value. Has a there's a price ceiling to how much I'm willing to pay for that. I will pay some for for kitschiness, but I think not that, a lot. I think that making our wedding a movie could get very dangerous for us. Yeah, because we're gonna have we're not gonna have a nice we're not gonna be on a pond in a boat. No, there will be pyrotechnics. <laughs> we're gonna be. Tarantinoing at Squids one point, everywhere. Where we run into the room and start quoting lines from, "Nobody move." <laughs> we're in our wedding outfit, like we're gonna take that way too far. Yeah, we no. don't need that. No, there would be buckets of fake blood, squibs everywhere. Probably a fair amount of pyrotechnics. Um, depending I, on how savvy the cinematography company is with special effects. Maybe Batman's in her wedding. I don't know. And I'm over here thinking, hmm, can you digitally put zombies in this? Or do we need to get people to dress up as zombies and run into the wedding? Neither of which is a deal breaker. So. No, I could see that that one going off yeah, the rails. Yeah, that one's going to get away us, from anyway, us. Real quick. Like, I'm sure most people are like, no, it's nice because we get to do this super romantic thing and it's really well shot and, and, you know, there's a soundtrack and and everything that would come with a movie. Yeah, this is opening a Pandora's box of bad ideas that are awesome ideas, but but winds up with, with, like, us trying to recreate the chase from Blues Brothers through actual downtown Chicago on the way to our wedding, and that's going to get expensive real fast. So, yeah, I mean, again, interesting concept if anyone out there has done something like that to where your wedding video is more like a mini movie mm-hmm. and less like a just shot by shot kind of narrative. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, I'd love to see one uh, like you know, fully realized. 
Uh, so yeah, if anybody, any of the listeners out there have one of those and feel like sharing it, please do. Uh, you can uh, come join us on the Facebook page at uh, Let's Plan a Wedding uh, and uh, share that there. Uh, so Mandy, any uh, closing thoughts on photographers? Anything we didn't cover? No, I think we've about covered it all. Hopefully we were at least some help to Michelle who requested this. Yeah. So and, and if if we miss something that you're still curious about, Michelle, just hit us up on the Facebook page. Or if there's other topics that anyone would be interested in. Yeah, we'd love we're, to hear them. We're, uh, we uh, record a, a few episodes ahead, but we're, you know, if you suggest a topic, we'll get on it as quickly as we can. Uh, and uh, get it recorded and posted. So Absolutely. Hopefully everyone out there uh, enjoyed the show. Uh, again, reminder, if you want to uh, ask questions, uh, provide your own stories and anecdotes, or uh, just join the conversation in general, come join us on the Facebook page. Uh, if you are not a Facebook user, you can just email us at let's plan a wedding pod, P-O-D, at gmail.com uh we'll uh if you email us we'll probably wind up reading it on the podcast um be sure to uh if you are enjoying this podcast and also secretly love economics uh be sure to check out my other podcast okay let me tell you why you're wrong uh podcast for understanding economics and uh yeah we'll uh talk to you next week uh with a new topic mandy I just want to take a minute and say thanks to everyone who's rated and reviewed us. Yes. We've gotten a couple nice reviews, so those were really positive and encouraging to look at. And thank you so much, guys. And if you haven't rated and reviewed us, uh, please uh, just take a couple minutes, pop onto iTunes, give us that five-star rating, and maybe uh, write a few nice words. And if you don't like the podcast, then, you know, we're pretty good with uh, everybody keeping that to themselves. That's untrue. As always, I would like to hear it. I like positive and negative feedback. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait till the trolls come out. We'll see how that works. Oh, I love me some trolls. Anyway, uh, yeah, have yourselves a good week, everybody. And we will be back uh, next week. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>